This is the Moraine Valley Podcast. I'm Troy. I'm Tish. And we're here to continue our conversations about our one book selection, Miss Marvel by G. Willow Wilson and Adrian Alfana. To move forward with this conversation, we are happy to welcome our guest, Nina Shomanajani, who's assistant dean, and Sundas Madi McCarthy, who is an advisor, both of whom are club advisors to the Arab Student Union and the Muslim Student Association. So thank you both for coming in and offering your perspectives. Yeah, we're really excited to have you. Um, one of the reasons we chose Ms. Marvel as our one book is because the main character is a Muslim American young person who we thought had really interesting perspectives on what it is to be a teenager, what it is to be a Muslim American teenager in this day and age, and also how she navigates both her faith and her identity as a Pakistani um, immigrant. So we wanted to invite you here to talk to us a little bit about how you see the representation of a Muslim American in Ms. Marvel, um, what you see as authentic, um, what you find interesting, and if there are things that you might critique or push back on. I, th- I think the the author really represents um, what our Muslim youth are going through, um, either when it comes to their family or what's going on at school and in the community with the different stereotypes that they have to face and the struggles that they have uh, coming from a Muslim background and then trying to fit in in an American culture. Uh, so I feel like throughout the whole the whole book through the, the, the comic book that um, she really draws on these different things that the, the um, that she struggles with and finds a way um, drawing back to her faith and uh, to the things that her her parents have instilled in her to get her through these different things. Yeah, the main character Kamala Khan, I feel like is going through the same type of struggles that many teenagers are going through, mm-hmm. uh, whether they're of Pakistani descent or an American-born teenager living in the States. Um, As an Arab American, I found myself relating to her and her teenage experience in ways that I experienced as a teenager as well, um, with parents that were born overseas and felt so strongly about wanting to instill the culture and Arab identity and Muslim identity in their children. But at the same time, uh, we see that in parts of the book, she often references some of the lessons that she's learned from her parents or from her faith, even though they might feel like they're losing her at times. So I feel like it's a good discussion about identity. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, just finding your place as a young person in high school and in your community. And at the same time, I also feel like she's still also not neglecting what she wants to do to um, be that good daughter. So there's like a part, for example, where she's late to make it to a family event, but it's so important for her to be there. So she makes sure that she shows up and that she's there and she's wearing her traditional clothing. And so she's balancing these obligations as a superhero and trying to help people. But then at the same time, making sure that she is also trying, at least what she believes is her best to be you know, that good daughter that her parents want her to be. So I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about um, what it is that makes Kamala maybe different. There's definitely something really important about Kamala being a Muslim and how, if you can talk a little bit about how that plays out within the story, it would be great. Throughout the um, throughout the comic book, it seems like every time she's running into a situation where she has to build up her courage and call on that courage, she's referring back to her faith. And so even with that first scene where she needs to save that that girl who kind of 
kind of gave her a hard time at the beginning and she was questioning whether or not she should use these newfound powers to save her. She goes back to the Quran and um, refers to an eye on the Quran saying, you know, um, that whoever kills one person, it, it's like they killed all of humanity, but whoever saves one person, it's like they saved all of humanity. And she remembers her father always saying that every time he saw something uh, horrible on the news. And um, she, so she says that to herself, and that's where she like she's like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go and, and save her. Um, so I think those those little things throughout, and that's just the first step that she takes to refer back to um, her faith by referring back to the Quran. But throughout the whole um, comic book, even all the way to the end, um, re- even though it's not necessarily about a part of the Quran, but um, you know the uh, Muslim uh, poets, she refers back to a Rumi quote, basically referring back to her. Um, you know, she's exactly where she needs to be, and uh, it was you know wherever you are uh, it was circled on the map for you and that was something that Rumi had said and that that helped her feel like okay I'm exactly where I need to be this is what I should be doing right now is trying to save this friend Uh, so I I think with the comic book characters you don't see that you know in other Mm -hmm. comics and um, but she's constantly referring back to that and I think that's just going to help other people in the religion or the culture be like okay this this feels good this feels right you know I, I love reading this and seeing these things that I really believe in as she's going through these different steps and these different struggles. So I think that it's pretty clear as we read the story that she's motivated by her faith and the morals and values that her parents instilled in her upbringing. So as Sundas mentioned, when she's sometimes questioning whether or not she should help someone, she refers back to something related to her parents and what they taught her or to the Quran. And so as a Muslim American myself, I can relate to that because I feel like that's something that is usually instilled in you to help others, to be charitable. If someone is not nice to you, to be nice to them anyways, to forgive people, to be merciful and compassionate and so on. And so she exemplifies those morals and values that are part of the Islamic faith. And although someone that might not be familiar with Muslims or Muslim identity might not see that initially, I think subconsciously, maybe this will be a good lesson for them. She's not the typical superhero. And she's also a female and she's young. So there's also that like, I'm this really awesome gal that's going to go out there and help and save people. And I'm not scared to do it. So I, I think that identity also as a woman, as a young person, as a Muslim, as an American, as a of Pakistani descent, she's using all of those identities in, in various ways. Uh, I came across this quote that was written by one of the editors. Her name is Sanat Aminat. And from what I understand, her background as a Pakistani American Muslim woman influenced um, parts of the story as well. And she said that as much as Islam is part of Kamala's identity, this book isn't preaching about religion or the Islamic faith in particular. It's about what happens when you struggle with the labels imposed on you and how that forms your sense of self. It's a struggle we've all faced in one form or another and isn't just particular to Kamala because she's Muslim. Her religion is just one aspect of the many ways that she defines herself. So again, multiple identities. This isn't just about her faith. It's about, you know, her struggle of kind of trying to figure out who she is and 
I think that the the writers and editors have done an excellent job in, in showing that. And it's kind of logical in some ways that identity should be a conversation of a superhero book, right? Because identity, secret identity, who are you really, is a long-running theme um, within comics. So I think this just adds another um, nice layer to that, like who, what identity are you wearing at what time in each situation. And I think um, for all of us, it's um, easy to connect with that. Connected with that, I really also loved in this book her circle of friends. And this is the first volume that we're looking at really for the one book, but there's many more volumes that follow it. And throughout those volumes, that kind of cadre of close friends become more and more important. So the dynamics in the book are really interesting because there's this male friend that she's really close to, Bruno, and her family is aware that she has this close male friend. And he's kind of served as her protector and references that, like he's always been the one to watch over her and she says that. And then all of a sudden he has to kind of shift his perspective and accept the fact that now she has these powers and is able to, you know, protect him and his family members and save his brother and, you know, he had to kind of adjust his lens a bit, but he was still there to help her and had her back and was like, okay, like, let's figure this out. And she goes to him for help with her costume and help with trying to figure out how powerful she really was. And they're all kind of shifting what that dynamic is like in their friend group. I, I did also to- like... um and, and the parents, Kamala's parents, approved of Bruno because they grew up together. So even though he's a male, non-Muslim, mm-hmm. like they were friends ever since they were little. And even the parents would, uh, you know, comment regarding Bruno. And when she was in detention and she knew that she was in trouble, as soon as Bruno like said, hey, you know, we need to talk, she didn't hesitate to go talk to him regardless of what, what else was going on. So um, you could tell their closeness. And there was nothing, you know, nothing to be ashamed of, nothing, nothing strange between them. Like, even though Bruno never said anything, there was a little bit of feelings that were kind of expressed that, like, were very, very subtle. Um, Because I think she said, you know, I don't know if she said, you know, maybe, you know, convert my parents will throw you at me or something like that. But um, she commented in um, something around that regard. And it's, and he, I don't, God, I don't remember what the comment he made back, but it was kind of just like, you know, I wish type thing, you know, or something of that nature. But there was nothing that was not the main part of the story, but you can tell he like really looked up to her, um, which I I thought was interesting. And maybe they'll come out and, later on but now yeah. you're gonna have to read all of them i know yeah, right i'm sure. really i'm interested to see what happens with bruno and camilla <laughs> in our conversations before we started recording we both of you noted that there are stereotypes that come up in within ms marvel and i was wondering if you could talk a little bit about those stereotypes and kind of their effect and what they mean in the context of the of the story i think at the beginning it was kind of it was kind of subtle but as the as the character grew into her role as a superhero and maybe this falls in line with maybe her innocence at the beginning but as she realized that she could just be herself and not be this blonde identity um she started it started becoming more apparent those stereotypes got a little stronger and when she gets to that point where She's trying to save, um, what's his name, Vic. The bad guy keeps calling her Bindi girl. And at first I was a little surprised. I'm like, did he Did he just say that? And then he kept calling her that. And that's referring to like the dot that, um, you know, Pakistanis wear on, on, their, on their forehead. 
And, um, you know, it, it didn't seem to phase her. I feel like that kind of fueled her to use her superpowers more to save him. But um, as as it continued on, like you could see at the end, she's she's really owning herself because I know she makes a comment like, you know, um, here here goes a Muslim girl, you know, and she, you know, she makes, you know, that comment like as if somebody who was being racist, you know, would say, would say it. But then near closer to the end, she's like, yeah, just a Muslim girl from Jersey fighting crime, you know. And so I just love seeing the strength. But the, uh, it's those stereotypes are what students or what what Muslim youth deal with today. So it's like that coming out. And her having to combat that or deciding what to let go or what she took in and how she how she handled herself, you know, it was just wonderful to see playing out in here and her just growing from that. So there's moments where Kamala really wants to fit in and she finds herself in these situations, like when she goes to the party and she attempts to be around some of the classmates and students that she doesn't normally hang around and Bruno her friend finds her there and is like you know what are you doing here and she's very defensive like I can take care of myself and says hello to this girl Zoe who you know she initially doesn't recognize as being such a bully but then Zoe makes some really malicious comments to her like oh, I thought you weren't allowed to be out with us heathens and you're usually locked up on the weekends and you know, comments about her smelling like curry and she needs to go stand somewhere else. And so it's very, very direct. And she starts to realize like, wow, like I am always going to be looked at as other different, not one of, you know, let's say the popular kids, you know, just that feeling of being othered and instilled in you all the time. And also, you know, there's moments where she's talking to herself and she's saying, why do I have to you know, take pakoras for lunch or she's referencing things that she has to deal with at home and she's she's feeling othered at school, different, you know, at home and that struggle is really difficult for her and, you know, combating these stereotypes that are really being called out in the book at the same time you have to really have the ability to recognize that these are stereotypes and this is a way that the writers have presented it to be combated by this teenager who ends up being a superhero and that's a lot for her to take on too so she's trying to help people you know save them but at the same time deal with her own identity and combat these stereotypes out of her everyday life i feel like we watched the evolution of kamala khan right so she starts out kind of a little gullible Mm -hmm. innocent questioning but still not really clear on some things she's obviously struggling with her identity who she is how she fits in she's hearing you know various comments coming from people that are not so nice that she goes to school with but at the same time she has this support system of some good friends and then she's battling with her parents at home a little bit and then throughout the story we see her kind of come to this realization of how she is looked at and othered and then she eventually comes to terms with being this superhero learning how to accept those abilities, how to utilize them. And then by the end, you know, she's like, I'm bad. I'm awesome. I got this. And it makes you excited to read like the next part, right? So I left, you know, the last page just kind of thinking, oh my gosh, I wonder what happens next and how she utilizes this and where she fits in also with, you know, the Marvel family. And it's pretty cool to see that evolution and and such a short book because, they piece it together so well. And that's something that, again, in one year, a teenager or a college student can transform from their 
first week of classes on a campus to like their last week and they grow as leaders. And I think a lot of our students are going to be able to identify with this story regards of their background. And this book does such a good job of introducing a young Muslim American uh, person to the community as just like every other teenager or young person that is dealing with a lot of the same struggles she's dealing with. I think Nina hit it on because we see a lot of that. Um, she's, you know, the student progressing from like their, their first semester through, you know, the beginning of the year to the end of the year. Um, we see that a lot in Arab Student Union and Muslim Student Association and some of the struggles that they go through. Um, so even, the, even with our own experiences growing up, you know, just watching these students now go through some of the same things and the same struggles and with just this environment that we're in today, you know, um, dealing with the different stereotypes. I th I th again, you know, just like she said that, you know, there were, they, you'd be drawn this and they were really excited to see this comic book because especially those that like understood comic books, but even a few that didn't have never picked up a comic book before were like, what there's a Muslim, especially a Muslim female comic book character. Um, they were really excited to get their hands on it um, and and just be able to, to to see what it's all about. That's so great to hear. Yeah. And so I'm assuming um, I think you mentioned you're not regular comic book readers, correct? Correct. Correct. So how was it picking up a comic book and reading it for the first time? Disorienting? Easy? No problem? I mean, I've looked at comic books before. <laughs> they're, 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 I have some in my home. I have kids that read comic books and friends. I kind of compared this story. It was almost more like, um, it was almost like an autobiography, you know, of the life of people we know, you know, but in a comic book series. It was it was articulated and set up in a way where I personally could identify with it. So it wasn't so much that it was a comic book. It was just the storyline itself mm -hmm. uh, was really cool. And it kind of reminded me of a graphic novel written by Tofika Rossi, Arab in America, where he the, the series uh, or the book is about his life as an Arab Muslim male in America. And, you know, the depictions, the stories, the the. Uh, colorful images all show the struggle that he's been through, but also this, you know, Arab and American balancing act that he has to deal with. And this story kind of reminded me of that. I haven't read too many comic books. Um, I mean, I've, I've flipped through them before. I've, you know, read, read some small ones with my girls uh, that were age appropriate. <laughs> um, but you know, I thought it was an easy read. It was it was very easy to follow. Uh, it took me a little second with the different, you know, the the bubble boxes versus the little rectangle boxes. Okay, that's the thoughts in her head. This is uh, what she's saying. Um, but once once I got that down, I mean, the story flew. Um, it it was. I read it a little too fast, um, so I kind of, I'm like, um, okay, that went quicker than I thought. I you know, but. You know, you got all these images and it's so, it just carries you like you just don't want to put it down until you get through most of it or get it done, you know, because it's just the, the, the pictures just keep you keep you engaged in it. So I, I really love this comic book. I I would read more, <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah, this is a, this was a good introduction to comic book reading for me. <laughs> That's great. OK, well, let me thank you both for coming in. And Thanks. just as a quick advertisement. 
in on September 26th and 27th, the author G. Willow Wilson, who's the author of Miss Marvel, will be coming to Moraine Valley to speak for two free events. Check our website for locations and times. Thank you.